chapter five of the golden bough by george gibbs this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva Kodkina. was it imagination that gave him the idea that the manner of tanya korasov betrayed a sudden inquietude at the mention of the name of the newcomer he was sure that the fingers which touched his sleeve in warning were trembling as she glanced wide-eyed toward the door into the garden by which m kodkina would enter who was this visitor and what his mission what his power what his authority stepan threw the door open and stood aside bowing as the visitor entered followed by isad and picard he was tall well built with blond hair brushed straight back from a broad fine brow below which steel-blue eyes appraised the room and its occupants his nose was straight and well chiselled and his small brown moustache carefully groomed defined rather than concealed the straight firm line of his rather red lips which parted slightly as he saw the figure of roland before him his glance met the americans hovered a second and passed to tanya who had risen and stood mute and expectant the russian crossed the room quickly to the girl and taking the fingers she extended bowed over them and pressed them to his lips tatiana he said in french with a deep and pleasant voice the days have sped into weeks the weeks into months since i have seen you grisha kodkina you are welcome said the girl withdrawing her hand and as the russian straightened turned toward the american whom she indicated with a graceful gesture you are to meet a a visitor to nemi monsieur permit me to present monsieur roland the russian straightened and his clear and slightly surprised gaze passed impudently over the american's ill-fitting clothing from head to foot roland had a sense that it was the garments which m kodkina noted not the man within them and had a feeling of being still further ignored when the russian after the slightest inclination of the head which indeed had seemed a part of his cursory inspection turned again quickly to tanya where is kirillo ivanitch he asked the girl leaned with one hand upon the table her gaze upon the floor her voice trembled a little as she replied kirillo ivanitch is is dead kodkina started violently dead ivanitch he turned a quick look at stepan and at roland when did this happen he questioned eagerly and who his look as though impelled returned to roland who had picked up one of the cigarettes of Monsieur ivanitch from the table and was now lighting it very much at his ease roland made no reply and tanya with a gesture of her extended fingers it happened but just now this morning grisha kodkina she said for some days kirillo ivanitch had been distraught with nerves in a kind of strange fit of uncertainty he was frightened 
he bade us keep watch upon the tree and what lies below it day and night and to humor him we obeyed we did not know what was to happen something strange grisha kotkina as she paused the russian looked from one to the other in astonishment and mystification dead but how what happened this morning the girl went on choosing her words carefully he attacked monsieur roland in the garden as he was leaving nemi monsieur roland defended himself and struck struck tanya hid her face in her hands trembling go on said the russian there is little else to tell said the girl raising her pallid face from her hands kirillo fell he is dead kotkina's gaze sought the eyes of the other men in confirmation it is the truth monsieur muttered picard we saw it was a fair combat but it was written what happened monsieur kodkina's look passed slowly from one to the other and at last rested on roland who met his glance calmly soberly without deference but without defiance he tried to kill me monsieur he said quietly he was dangerous and so he shrugged what would you he fell and his head struck a stone the russian stared a moment then you he paused roland smiled a little it seems monsieur he said coolly that i am your new priest of nemi there was a long silence during which the russian stared at roland more intently as though correcting a former and mistaken impression at last he took a pace forward and the eyes of the two men met you you knew he asked nothing said roland and now the american shrugged but picard broke in eagerly all the conditions have been fulfilled monsieur kotkina all from the first to the last and while roland stood silent in good-humoured contempt the frenchman told all that had happened including the american's escape from imprisonment and the breaking of the bow roland keenly watched all the actors in this drama the zealous sincerity of the excitable frenchman the mystic absorption of stepan the fixed burning gaze of isad sure that those who played the minor parts were committed beyond question to a strict interpretation of the symbols of the order tanya the color coming slowly into her cheeks answered briefly and clearly the questions that were put to her if there had been restraint in her acceptance of this successor to ivanitch or wonder at the strange chain of facts which linked this matter-of-fact american with the destinies of nemi she spoke now with an air of definite assurance and fatalism which went far to convince roland that if she were not sincere in her beliefs she was playing a skilful part which warned him how deeply he too was committed to his strange new office but it was monsieur kodkina that roland watched the closest from an expression of consternation the face of the russian settled into a frowning inquiry and then 
as his glance and roland's met into a mask-like immobility which revealed nothing of his own state of mind as one by one the facts were revealed to him his voice became more quiet his manner more suave while he nodded his head in solemn deliberation the phrases he used were theirs the jargon of mysticism and yet to roland the man of the world this change of tone and demeanor failed to comport with the very obvious air of modernity and materialism which m kodkina had brought in with him from the world outside the bow broken kodkina was muttering an escaped prisoner of the germans a slave surely and the combat either one may challenge the visconti there seems no doubt yes it is strange you say that monsieur roland did not know the tradition not until after Kirillo ivanitch was dead said tanya calmly i told him it is most extraordinary repeated kodkina turning to roland with level brows an act of destiny striking as with the hand of god from out of the mists of the eternal ages but it is a sign too definite to be ignored an act of revelation and a prophecy the words were spoken soberly with an air of rapt introspection but roland missed nothing of the alert intelligence of m kodkina's pale blue eyes keen and observing which unlike isad the dreamers fairly blazed with objectivity the impression that m kodkina was playing a part became more definite he acted a little too well the talk of mysticism and destiny fell a little too glibly from his lips to be quite in keeping with roland's reading of his character which made the russian out to be a politician of an advanced type a doctrinaire perhaps but an intriguer with a definite and perhaps sordid purpose who had come expecting to find the dreamer ivanitch and instead had found a heretic and an unbeliever but under this skilful camouflage of mere words which though they may have meant much to isad stepan and picard conveyed nothing to roland he hid his disappointment well and when all questions had been answered he went and viewed the dead ivanitch and agreed as the others had done to an immediate interment of the body through it all roland had said little reading the quick furtive glances of the girl tanya a silent petition to accede in these arrangements and so when the orders had been given roland returned with m kodkina to the room on the lower floor where tanya after a warning glance which roland interpreted and answered left the two men to their own devices roland now fully aware that he was to deal with a man of no ordinary ability took a leaf from m kodkina's book and fairly met him at his own game an american monsieur began the russian after they had lighted their cigarettes it is indeed a far cry from the white lights of broadway to the priesthood of nemi 
ah you know new york asked roland i have been there an extraordinary city a wonderful people intensely practical but you are no nation of dreamers monsieur upon the contrary replied roland politely were we not dreamers we should long since have finished disastrously our experiment in individualism like you in russia we dream monsieur but unlike you our dreams come true kodkina gazed at roland with a new interest was this smiling american less stupid than he looked individualism yes you are even slaves to liberty which has made you the mere creatures of your own desires you are a monarchist monsieur kodkina asked roland with an innocent gaze may the good god forbid cried kodkina abruptly i am a russian of the heart of russia which throbs with the pulse beats of humanity the czar has fallen but the era of absolutism in russia is not yet over roland shifted his knees and fixed a cool look of inquiry upon kodkina i am only a soldier monsieur he said for a year i have been in a prison camp as you must see i am vastly ignorant of what is going on in the world then you must know that my country has changed in nothing but a name instead of monarchy we have oligarchy a band of men bent upon usurping the rights of the people the people of russia are drunk with freedom and accept the new order of things because they think it is what they have long fought for but the men now in power in the provisional government are not to be trusted capitalists bureaucrats the enemies of you are a socialist democrat then monsieur put in roland a friend of russia's freedom call me by whatever name you please kodkina shrugged and blew a cloud of smoke you mean that there are still those in power who are in sympathy with germany asked roland kodkina rose and walked the length of the room while roland watched him keenly what else is it not clear to you i am perhaps dull monsieur said roland vacuously rasputin is dead the czarina has gone in them you will admit the fountain-heads of german intrigue have been destroyed diverted let us say monsieur upon the surface but the evil stream still flows secretly below the ground to appear in high places where least expected roland rose and threw his cigarette into the hearth i have no doubt that what you say is true monsieur kodkina i am not wise if i am to be of service here roland paused significantly until he found kodkina's gaze if i am to be of service here i must trust myself into the hands of those who have a deeper insight into the politics of europe than myself i have promised mademoiselle korasoff to stay at nemi and do what i can i would like to help he paused again and then with an air of frankness perhaps monsieur kodkina 
i could do no better than to entrust myself into your hands kodkina turned half toward him his fine white teeth showing in a smile and then thrust forth a hand in confirmation can it be that you will trust me implicitly kodkina's pale eyes glowed with purpose ah that is good monsieur roland it seems that the hand which guides the destiny of nemi is still unerring and then more quietly you know what power is yours to command mademoiselle korasoff has told me something but with skilful advisers all will be well monsieur but you will have many advisers they are coming here to-day but you must select the wheat from the chaff i shall tell you whom to trust russia must be born again you shall help her in the pains of birth save her from the malevolent hands which threaten to throttle her in the very act of being it is a great destiny you plan monsieur the society of nemi may be powerful but i can hardly believe that such a powerful autocracy as germany <laughs> monsieur you have heard some of the rumblings in the reichstag liebknecht the elder blazed the way his son has followed oh yes liebknecht i've heard only the military might of germany holds the nation intact but even in its might it trembles nemi is strong in germany in many regiments the socialists have revolted and in the navy mutiny those men realize that there is a force let loose into the world before which the selfish aims of the rulers of the countries of the earth are as chaff in the wind not one nation shall rule or several but all monsieur all internationalism do you know what that means and as roland remained silent as though in deep thought kodkina threw his long arms out in a wide gesture you shall see the time comes soon and you will help me monsieur roland asked urbanely with all my heart and intelligence kodkina smiled and the two men clasped hands monsieur kodkina's hands were very white and as smooth as a woman's but there was strength in the sinew beneath internationalism a fine word which might mean anything if this man were roland's enemy at least he should not start with any advantage the new leader of nemi was learning still moving in the dark for the names of those who had come into power in russia Lvov, rodzianko and the others had seemed to stand for all that was best in the interests of free government and so he had led m kodkina out that he might inspect in profile as it were the motives which underlay his politics as yet nothing definite only a suspicion as to the sincerity of his beliefs in the ritual of nemi roland was soon enlightened you are a practical man monsieur roland kodkina went on easily you are no doubt mystified by the curious sequence of events which have brought you here to nemi as titular head of this great and secret order but i too am a
practical man and i will be frank with you i care nothing for symbols whatever the society of nemi is in the minds of its legion of followers to me it is merely a means to a great end the safety and peace of all europe the fulfilment of the promises of the legend is extraordinary almost incredible but neither you nor i as men of the world can believe that it comes from any supernatural agency kirillo ivanitch was immolated upon the altar of his own fears a sacrifice to his own superstition he killed the priest who preceded him for years his nemesis a true nemesis my friend has pursued him but you monsieur must permit no such doubts to poison your usefulness why should i laughed roland a man attacks me stabs me with a knife if he is killed is it my fault my conscience is clear good then we understand each other he broke off with a shrug as to the ritual of nemi there is a strength in mysticism a fact which the vile rasputin was not long in finding out a little ceremonial does no harm and you monsieur must play your part with skill and some caution by all means said roland with a laugh until the new priest of nemi shall find me out then at least i assure you that i shall not stand on ceremony ah as to that you may reassure yourself said kotkina easily a miracle such as this may sometime happen by chance but not twice in one generation at least roland concluded cheerfully you may be sure that i am not afraid perhaps it is well that we have a soldier at nemi said kotkina with a smile and then after a pause tell me monsieur did mademoiselle korasoff commit to your keeping uh, any documents any papers none lied roland coolly as you know this affair has happened so recently there were no papers found upon the body of monsieur ivanitch if they have not been removed by isad or stepan they should be upon his body now ah i will inquire and getting up quickly monsieur kodkina made his way out of the room in the direction of the adjoining apartment tanya a warning finger to her lips joined roland immediately it seemed that she must have been near the door waiting for the chance to speak with him alone you were careful she asked as careful as a person may be who walks on a floor carpeted with eggshells said roland with a smile he asked if i had told you anything given you anything roland nodded he has gone to search the body he said for the paper i gave you whispered tanya i found it in the pocket-book of kirillo ivanitch i took it there in the garden as i knelt beside him you have committed it to memory yes droite seventy-two gauche twenty-three droite seven Shh. you can remember it yes then destroy it quickly 
roland struck a match lighted the scrap of paper and threw it into the hearth she went toward the door stood in a tense moment of listening and then quickly returned do not trust him monsieur and be upon your guard against him always for the present nothing more i shall contrive to meet you to-night she walked to the chair which monsieur kodkina had left and motioned roland to another and then raising her voice spoke easily in a conversational tone of the members of the council who were to join them later in the day a few moments later monsieur kodkina his brows troubled in thought came into the room you found nothing asked tanya his watch the talisman some keys a little money nothing else what was it you were looking for monsieur inquired roland kotkina glanced at tanya and shrugged a memorandum it does not matter End of chapter five